This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. What's up, y'all? My name is Chris True. This is a very special edition of the Black and Blue Report. Every Tuesday, I'm going to be hanging out here in the studio, chatting with notable fans from teams we are playing that week. It's fan-to-fan combat. It's the Black and Blue Report. It's your new favorite thing the Pelicans are doing. I'm stoked. We're all stoked. The studio is stoked. Thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, Here's our first interview with Keith Parrish from Fast Break Breakfast representing the Memphis Grizzlies. Keith, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty good, Chris. How are you feeling? Man, I'm super excited. I think I should be more excited than than you are. I think my team's going to do a little bit better than yours this year. How do you feel about that? I'm coming at the gate hot with that one. Well, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it, Chris. Okay. I've seen you Pelicans fans be optimistic before. Yeah, fair enough. So, Keith, you are the host of Fast Break Breakfast, a, a very fun NBA podcast. Uh, tell people a little bit about the podcast, and let's get into what we're going to be doing here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Fast Break Breakfast is just a podcast that covers the entire NBA. We try to uh, just have a good time with it, not take ourselves too seriously. We've got a couple episodes a week. We are, two of us are Grizzlies fans, but we do. We cover the whole league. Good for you. Now, you and I have discussed before how much we wish there was more of a professional wrestling style rivalry between New Orleans and Memphis. And I want to dive into that a little bit deeper right now. So, I love that we are kicking off the season in Memphis. I think it's a I think it's a natural uh, position for a rivalry, and we got to come up with more ways to to inject this feud with with some intensity, right, Keith? I think so. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be some kind of like the riverboat belt or like the paddle wheel paddle. We get like like a frat, uh, you know, a fraternity's hazing paddle. Not that hazing and fraternities are okay, but yes, yeah, something. I thought there'd be some sort of trophy or, or token that, that, that we compete for every year. And it seems like a natural rivalry. Both cities are proud of their music, of their food. I think that then the product on the court, you know, maybe things get chippy. Maybe with you guys now having Tony Allen, uh, it's, it's time to officially, like, canonize some form of rivalry and something that we can be playing for. Yeah, I love that. And we'll get to Tony Allen more a little bit later. But, yeah, I totally agree. I would love to see some sort of of championship belt that gets handed back and forth, almost like college football-esque. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Like those teams that play for, like, an axe or a barrel or whatever it is. We need one of those for the Grizzlies. And maybe it can just be – maybe if we just get some fan groups to get it going, then, like, you know, the teams will jump on. Or maybe – if you guys with the Pelicans just held up like, hey, uh, we made this awesome pride of the Mississippi River Belt, uh, let's see if you can come and take it. it now, if, if, we, I, if we go pride of the Mississippi River Belt, I, I, I think the, the Minnesota Timberwolves technically are also at the very top of the river there, right? So I don't want to include them here. I want to just go New Orleans and Memphis because I think that uh, Minneapolis can't really hang with us when it comes to all the things you mentioned we already have in common, the food, the music, the culture. Yeah, I, I agree. So maybe we have to narrow it down somehow. Uh, or maybe maybe the ball should be in the Grizzlies' court because after the last preseason game where we guys beat you by like 100, 
Hey. Uh, it seems like maybe we should start with the belt. Okay. Well, if if you want to put that much that much stock in preseason, I'm going to support you and have your back on that. But the regular season starts tomorrow night. Uh, this week, I'm very excited. Uh, you can catch it on Fox Sports Southwest at 7 p.m. down here in New Orleans. Now, are you going to be heading to the game, Keith? I will not be headed to the game. It's a, about a three-hour commute for me because I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. So I will have to watch it on my local uh, Fox Sports. Fox Sports provider. Well, Keith, I, 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 I'm happy that uh, that that you're not going to the game because you you I think are a a, a classy uh, top tier Grizzlies fan, and I think that the, the 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 less of you that are there, the better it is for the Pelicans. Talk to me a little bit more about the Memphis Grizzlies fan base. Because we hear great things about them, you know we, you know the the grit and grind, et cetera, et cetera. We I, I want to hear more uh, from your perspective. What makes the Grizzlies fan base so interesting? Well, I, I think it's such a passionate fan base that has really identified with the playing style. And I know now maybe we're in a transition. Like now that you guys have Tony Allen, which I guess we will talk about later, uh, and that Zach Randolph is gone, the guys who really set up that grit and grind style of basketball, like maybe things will be different. But I think the whole city, since it's their only professional sports team, has really latched on to that and identify themselves with the players on the court. So it is a really cool experience. And again, as a Nashvilleian who goes there, who's just been a, I've been a Grizzlies fan from day one, an NBA fan. But it's just a really cool place when you go in town, just to like, you know, the whole Grizzlies flags everywhere. Everyone's always kind of a big fan. The city just loves basketball. And, uh, you know, like the last seven years, as they made the playoffs every year, you just see that pride that has just grown with the team and this excitement everywhere you look. I love that. I, I, I love where FedEx Forum is positioned, too. I also, I really love where the Smoothie King Center is here in New Orleans. I love I love all of our sports stuff being in one chunk down there. But I you got to love the uh, FedEx Forum being right off of Beale Street. Have you ever been to New Orleans, Keith? I have. It's been a while. I've been there, I think, three three times in my life. All right. Well, uh, do, did you go to Bourbon Street? Did you go to the French Quarter uh, at all? I did. I, I had a very... Uh, eye-opening Mardi Gras on Bourbon Street, I think when I was like 19 or something in oh, college. Good for you. Well, I, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I actually am happy for you. Um, so I, I don't know how many New Orleans fans know this, but the FedEx Forum is located just right off of Beale Street. That would be like the Smoothie King Center being directly off of Bourbon, which, which I think is crazy for us to think about. I, how much do you think that plays into the general vibe and feel of watching a basketball game in Memphis? I think it, it creates to a really festive atmosphere because you have like the pregame, the people on Beale Street, you know, just walking around, filtering into the arena. And then obviously once the Grizzlies win a game, much like Wednesday night when they beat the Pelicans, everyone's coming out of there, just pouring into the street, going straight into the bars and saloons and such on Beale Street and having a good time. It's like this break of leaving the arena carries over to the street immediately outside. So it's a lot of fun. I, th- I think I just heard you say something about the Grizzlies walking away with the win on Wednesday. Is that is that true? <laughs> that that is true. Although I will say, in the Grizzlies' history, they are terrible on opening night. They have been comically bad on opening night. Uh, they went the first 13 years in Memphis without winning on opening night. 
So uh, I think all time they're two and fifteen on those night. But still, I'm feeling pretty good about the game against the Pelicans. You know what? I'm a numbers guy. You say two and fifteen. Two plus fifteen is seventeen. It's two thousand and seventeen right now. I think the Grizzlies are going to lose their opening game tomorrow night. It's it's all in the numbers, Keith. <laughs> What's the story for how the Pelicans walk into Memphis and, and, and walk away with that win? Well, I think that people don't are, are really not going to know how to handle the best possible version of Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. And Coach Gentry is is super high on Drew Holiday right now. He, he said many times he thinks he's going to have the best season of his career. And I think all those things mixed in together is, is, is going to be a formidable opponent for anyone, especially your Grizzlies. Not to mention, I think we got someone on our squad, even though he, I know he has love for Memphis, he said it many times, but I think Tony Allen's going to go in there and, and, and want to do some work. I'd like to get your reaction from the last preseason game, which obviously means nothing, but Tony Allen was standing and cheering for Grizzlies when they made plays. How, Look, did, how, how did that play in New Orleans? Look, it's it, it's it's going to be fine. I'm not super worried about it. We're getting we're we're getting the the Tony Allen come back to Memphis uh, games out of the way. We're going back to back the last preseason game, the first regular season game. Is his jersey being retired on Wednesday? I don't think so. It's I know be later it's on. some kind of grit grind forever night. Maybe they're passing out towels or, or headbands or something. I don't think they're actually in the raft the, the the number in the rafters till he's done playing basketball, but I'm I'm honestly not sure. Oh, of course, right. Well, I I'm excited to get to get that game out of the way for Tony Allen so that he can, you know, get some closure on the Memphis era and then do what he did uh, here, uh, do what he did in Memphis uh, here in New Orleans, which I think is very very exciting for for uh, Pelicans fans. So, can you tell me a little bit more what we can expect from from Tony Allen, someone who watched him for years? You probably own all the Tony Allen bobbleheads and jerseys and every piece of merchandise that has Tony Allen on it. And if you didn't, then I'm gonna then you're gonna lose some credibility on this podcast because I know I'm gonna pick up every single piece of Tony Allen merchandise available. Tell the New Orleans people what to expect as a fan of a team that, uh, that, that Tony Allen's playing for? I think you're going to fall in love with him immediately. I think he's my favorite all-time NBA player. He is nonstop entertaining when he's on the court. He's so locked in that he famously walked through a, a children's dance performance at a playoff game in Golden State once. I love that. Didn't even know where he was. Like He goes into this fugue state when he's near the basketball court. You're going to see him in huddles where you think he's looking around at the crowd, he's in his own zone. Like, he's already memorized everything he needs to know. He's, st- he's studying his, his iPad with the, p- the opponent's plays on it all day. So I think it's important to know, like, this guy, he's probably the most prepared player, even though you might think he's doing it all instinctually. So he's incredibly prepared, incredibly focused. If you're sitting down close, and I know, Chris, you sit down close, if you just catch a glimpse at him, like, if you actually look him straight in the eye, It'll send a chill through your body. I'm not joking. Because it's like that is the most focused human being I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I think he just looked at me, and I wasn't prepared to receive it. I love so that. I, I think, yeah. So just the fact that he, he's always going, he's going to get you steals, he's going to get loose balls. There's going to be a little of that trick-or-treat Tony Allen where he misses the breakaway layup. I think it's very important for fans not to look at that. Like, don't just focus on that because, no, he's going to get that rebound. He's going to get some balls you never thought he had a chance of getting that more than makes up for it. So I think that's something as Grizzlies fans you learn. Like, 
this guy's is incredible. Our team wins when this guy's on the court, no matter what it looks like. So I'm, I'm so jealous of you guys. It's crazy. I'm going to have a lot of uh, mixed emotions on Wednesday night. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, a player like that—that's so that's so adored in in that town—and to to be going to a division rival or hopeful, hopefully major rivals. If you and I have our way, when we get our championship belts made, that's that's got to be so strange. I don't I don't I don't know if I don't know if I've ever experienced that that same type of loss and get and having to see him as often as you are. And he's just down the river. Do you know, uh, is he going to be starting for the Pelicans? He is not going to be starting for the Pelicans, uh, but he, he did tell me on media day, he, I asked him what he wanted me to do uh, as, you know, uh, as a fan cheering him on. Uh, he, he asked me to just hold up the number one. Hold up the number one because he's going for first team all defense. What are, your, what are your predictions for that, by the way? Do you think he still has first team all defense potential? Well, I think his position on the Pelicans actually could lend itself to getting that award. If the Pelicans have the team success you are expecting, and you know he has that back line of DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis guarding the rim, helping out for him, he could actually put together a really good season. Uh, he could have a really nice statistical season as far as getting steals and having a nice defensive rating if he's getting that playing time. Like, coming off the bench, it's going to be hard to get, you know, like a first-team all-defense. But I think if he ends up working his way into the roster, if he, if he puts it to the coaching staff and to Alvin Gentry where they have no choice but to play him more and close games with them, yeah, I, I think there's a good chance he could be back in that conversation for first or second-team all-defense. I love that. Okay, so I'm, I'm considering you the, the Tony Allen expert. You are the biggest Tony Allen expert that I personally know. What, are, what is your absolute best-case scenario for Tony Allen this year as a Pelican, and including tomorrow night? Like, what are you most afraid of facing Tony Allen? Well, tomorrow night specifically, I'm terrified of the fact that he knows the Grizzlies like the back of his hand and will just destroy them. And, and like, actually, he, on that note, how much have the Grizzlies changed in your opinion? I mean, obviously they lost some they lost some key players, but how much have the Grizzlies changed? How much does Tony Allen know this version of the Memphis Grizzlies? I think he knows it really well. But they're obviously trying to transition into more of a complete pace and space style, more to what Coach Dave Fisdale has envisioned for them, with just running through Mark and Mike, spreading the court, not having two big guys. But Personnel-wise, they haven't gotten there. The Grizzlies' starting lineup on Wednesday night is going to be all guys that were there last year, a lineup that Tony Allen is very familiar with. Uh, and I think he could do some serious damage uh, knowing the tendencies of Mike Conley and Mark Gasol. And then beyond them, there's no real perimeter threats on this Grizzlies team. Uh, that, honestly, that honestly might work in our favor, despite the fact that I, I said Tony Allen is always so focused, sometimes it's the guys he doesn't expect uh, where he does get a little, like, not as amped up for the matchup. So maybe, like, he isn't that excited about shutting down Andrew Harrison. But if he, uh, if he gets his antennas up, as Tony Allen is wont to say, it, it could be trouble, and uh, I think Tony Allen can have a very big game, as his first one for the Pelicans. I love that, Keith. I'm I'm banking on it. I I think the Pelicans run away with this one, and I think people start changing their minds when it comes to uh, projections for this New Orleans Pelicans teams. Uh, I, and unfortunately, 
I think that we, we, we might be the first of many losses for your Memphis Grizzlies. I'm sorry I put it out there like that, but I feel pretty confident in that prediction. I'm not going to get too down after the first night because, again, mixed emotions. If Tony Allen walks in the FedEx form and walks away uh, the victor, I hope it is due specifically to maybe a play that he made. Like, if he rips the ball away, does his first down dance, yells first team all defense, I'm going to be heartbroken. Like, I just feel like I'm going to be like, like I've never, I've never been more proud. Like, that's my guy. Like, there, there, there'll, there'll be 81 other games where I can finally be like, all right, I got to be hardcore Grizzlies now, uh, despite my opening night mixed emotions. That's very sweet and kind of you, Keith. That's extremely sweet and kind of you. So we have a lot of meetings this year between the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. So you and I have some time to figure out how to really crystallize this rivalry and make it something special. We'll let the teams in the court do their thing. It all starts this Wednesday night. Uh, NBA tip-off uh, happening. Uh, I think we're all we're all besides ourselves with excitement. Uh, we, we are playing uh, many times, but I'm most looking forward to the game. I believe on April 4th, which is the WrestleMania. It's WWE because that week, WrestleMania is going to be back in New Orleans, which is a feather in our cap as far as rivalry is concerned because I know Memphis is a big wrestling town, but New Orleans is the one that keeps getting WrestleManias. There hasn't been a single one in Tennessee, and so I'm excited. I think that 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 game should be our deadline for formalizing whatever this rivalry is and whatever this championship belt is. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty good. I know, I know wrestling is more your purview than mine. But uh, we're going to get something worked out. We're going to have uh, something. I don't know, just a big old, big old trophy. And I think you're right. It has to be a belt. Just, I think it's coming up with the perfect name and just getting one player to get involved. Like maybe if you can get someone on the Pelicans to maybe just tweet something negative about, I don't know, Memphis barbecue, Memphis blues, and I'll get somebody maybe on the Grizzlies to say something like, oh, man, I don't like, I don't like New Orleans and their spicy food or I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Confederacy of Dunces is a terrible book. I don't know. What oh, how dare favorite, you! But how dare you! I'm I'm just kidding. It's probably my favorite. But uh, it's like, yeah. So we gotta we gotta get it. We gotta stoke the the flames. For yeah. this rivalry. And then we'll all we'll get a bunch of Memphis fans on a bus, a bunch of New Orleans fans on another bus, and we'll meet in Jackson, Mississippi, and we'll hug it out. We'll hug it out a few times a year at the halfway point. In fact, maybe it's the battle for Mississippi because we're so close to the border. Y'all are right on the dang border. It's the battle for Mississippi, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Keith. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. My debut here at the Black and Blue Report. We're going to listen to NBA Fast Break Breakfast, and we're going to uh, and we're going to wish you best of luck. Just just not tomorrow night, my dude. Thanks, Chris. Uh, gonna be real sad talking to you tomorrow after Pelicans loss. Hey man, well we appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your day. We will see you next time. Thank you so much to Keith for being the very first guest on the very special uh, Black and Blue Report. I had a great time. I hope you all had a great time. Coming up tomorrow, another first time. Well, first time this season. David Wesley's coming back for Wesley Wednesdays and also Michael Wallace from Grind City Media. We'll be here tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. My name is Chris True. I'll see y'all this Friday night at the Smoothie King Center and next Tuesday right here on the Black and Blue Report.